Hello and welcome to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I am your host, Chris Levine. Thanks for listening again. This time, this time, we are going to be getting deep. Why? We're talking about anxiety. I am so ready to talk about this, and I hope you find it to be of comfort or at the very least somewhat entertaining. This will be an area that we'll cover over a number of episodes from time to time in the future. Having anxiety is kind of like having a migraine at Disneyland. You have the potential to really enjoy yourself. You're in the right place. You want to enjoy yourself, but something hurts. So it's hard to make that enjoyment happen to the fullest. Something's in the way. Things in life, these create anxiety. Chemical imbalances exacerbate anxiety. And sometimes both of these things do both at the exact same time. So I was thinking about this topic and it brought me back to being in the sixth grade and hearing a song on the radio. And I remember really liking this song. You know, sometimes deep songs disguise themselves. They kind of hide behind upbeat rhythms and catchy melodies. And you really have to pay attention to to feel that it is, in fact, a deep song. That's what happened here. So I, I was 12 years old. I heard the song on the radio a few times. I liked it immediately. It was super catchy. I remember I got on my bike I rode to Sycamore Plaza to Tempo Records and Tapes, and I bought the cassette of the entire album. The song was called Overkill, and the band was called Men at Work. Now, I'd seen these guys on television. I'd saw them on MTV. I saw them on MV3. You might have to dig deep, Californians. You guys remember MV3? It was a local video show that was hosted by Richard Blade from KROQ. Anyway, the videos that I saw by the band were fun. They were silly. But this Overkill song, I really paid attention, even at age 12, to the words. And they just struck me. Let me just read some of them to you. I can't get to sleep. I think about the implication of diving in too deep and possibly the complications. Especially at night, I worry over situations I know will be all right. Perhaps it's just imagination. Day after day, it reappears. Night after night, my heartbeat shows the fear. Ghosts appear and fade away. Seriously, I remember my... 12-year-old self thinking, this band could have named this song Chris Levine. (laughs) It is one of the most spot-on songs, especially catchy pop songs, to nail anxiety 
and the sleep disorders that often come right along with it. I would, even as a kid, lay awake at night and worry, even if there wasn't something massive to actually worry about. And honestly, I still fight this now. So what we're going to do is we're going to take this turn here on our little anxiety safari and focus on this. Why is it that things seem to always be extra overblown at night for many of us to dwell on and worry about? Well, here's one idea. It, it came from healthline.com. It said there that during the day, most people with anxiety are distracted. We're task focused. We're feeling the symptoms of anxiety, but we have better places to land them because we move from point A to B to C throughout the day. It continues and says, but when the nighttime anxiety sets in, the body is shifting into its natural circadian rhythm. The light's going down, the melatonin production in the body is going up, and our body is telling us to relax. But for someone who has anxiety, leaving that place of hyper arousal is really hard to do. So their body is kind of fighting that circadian rhythm. Then there's other factors. We can add in the fact that we have no control over any of these things. And they're often made worse by the fact that help is less available to us at night. Even if you're not alone, you know, even if someone is next to you, is it fair for us to wake them up every night in the middle of the night to express our fear about something that we even know won't bother us that much in the morning? It's true, the ghosts appear, but we also know that they will fade away. As often is the case, Hollywood is no slouch. Hollywood picked up on this even as far back as 1957. There was a movie called Lizzie where the lead character, her name was Elizabeth. She has insomnia, but she's not aware of her actual sleep time when she crashes because she is functional while asleep to the point where she actually writes and mails letters to herself while she's sleeping because she's developed a different personality completely when asleep resulting from the acute insomniac sleeping patterns that she deals with. Of course, this is fictitious, but it just shows how in-depth something like this could potentially become. Now, we see anxiety all over the place on television as well. And sometimes people do a very good job at capturing it and the spirit of it. Think about the character Randall on This Is Us. The actor Sterling K. Brown absolutely nails this portrayal. Another wonderful example is the Tony Shalhoub character, Monk. He is so dead on in his performance that the Anxiety Disorders Association of America, yes, there is such a thing, supported the Monk series and championed its help in increasing anxiety awareness. This is what they said. They said, even as a comedy, this show demystifies this mental illness respectfully and makes people aware. The thing is, though, with all of this, 
anxiety is really hard to just neatly package, just wrap up with some sort of a takeaway because it affects us all differently and to different degrees. Ultimately, here's what I'll say about it, and I hope that it helps. When it comes to anxiety, don't make it your world. It's true. Again, anxiety exists to different levels in all of us, but we don't have to intentionally decorate our home with anxiety. Here's what I mean. It's easy when we have any ailment to make that ailment the topic of most of our conversations, the thing that we dwell upon all the time. And that's when it can start to define us. It becomes the focal point of our lives. It becomes us. In other words, okay, you know what? Tell you what, I'll do this personally. I personally suffer from anxiety disorders. It's true. But I don't want that to define me. When I come into a conversation or walk into a room, I don't want it to be like, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's anxiety man, able to reduce conversation to something depressing in a single bound. I don't want that. And you know what? I can control that. I can dictate that. That's on me. Should we talk about our feelings? Yes. Should we confide in trusted ones? Absolutely. But don't let anxiety dictate and define you. Don't let it dictate and define your existence. That honestly is your choice. When I was thinking about naming this episode, I wanted to do it quirky. I thought, ah, let's use a pop cultural slogan. And I came up with a couple of them that I remember from television. My final choice, as you saw when discovering this, was anxiety. Have it your way. But why I did this is because we can make the call on some level as to how much anxiety influences us. In other words, we can't always stop anxiety from coming, but we don't have to give it a comfortable chair to sit in once it's around. And when anxiety won't let us get to sleep because we think about the implication of diving in too deep and possibly the complications, especially at night, when we worry over situations we know will be all right because perhaps it's just imagination, there are some things we can do. We're not totally stuck. According to sleepfoundation.org, there are four key elements to cultivating relaxation. I'd like to share them with you at this time. One, a quiet environment. Now, when they mention quiet, it also says that quiet does not have to mean completely silent. We may not be able to do that. It says calming sounds or music can be beneficial. But anything that's super loud or abrasive sounds or noises should be avoided. The second point is we need a focus of attention. It can be something as simple as a breathing pattern or a mental image. These are all things that can be used to draw our attention to something else and reduce thinking about external concerns. When my son was little and he couldn't sleep, I used to tell him, think about something that makes you happy. And then I started doing it myself and I realized it was pretty good advice. I should have been doing it when I was his age, but it's true. Think about something that makes you happy. The third one, you're going to want to have 
at that time, a passive attitude, except that it's normal for your mind to wander. And that's going to allow you to remain at ease and draw your focus back to the object of your attention. In other words, if you start to ease back into the negative stuff, just acknowledge it. You're not a bad person and just bring yourself back to the place that makes you happy. It's okay. That's natural. And then the fourth one, a comfortable position. That sounds very, very self-explanatory, but it really is, it's not. Find an honest place where you feel you can relax. That's very critical. Listen, guys, I promise you this. If I knew the secret to smashing anxiety to powder, I'd share it. I would be Jonas Salk Jr. I would tell you at no cost and with no patent. The thing is, I don't. But we can learn together how to minimize this stuff. We can put it in its place. And while we can remember that it's true that ghosts appear from time to time, that they also fade away. Yes, we have anxiety. But we do not have to be anxiety. Well, we've arrived at the time on Refresher when we make a little soundtrack for our episode. We have for you this time around Anxiety, Have It Your Way playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Anxiety, Have It Your Way. Halfway through, it should pop up. So, So what do we have for you at this time? Well, here is your Anxiety Have It Your Way playlist, number one. Obviously, why not start with the thing that we've been talking about this entire time, the song Overkill. But I found a beautiful acoustic version of it on Spotify. So song number one is Overkill by the man who was the former frontman of Men at Work who wrote the song, Colin Hay. So Colin Hay, Overkill, number one, acoustic version. Number two. Manic Depression by the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Just think about it. Hendrix released a song with the title Manic Depression in 1967. He obviously wasn't just ahead of his time musically, was he? Number three, Crazy by Gnarls Barkley. In, in addition to the words, I love the song's expert use of Gianfranco Riverberry's Last Man Standing sample. It's awesome. Number four, Nobody's Fault But My Own by Beck. Number five, Head Held High by The Velvet Underground. Number six, I Predict by Sparks. Why this one? I thought it would work because when we're in bed in the middle of the night trying to figure out the answers to the world's problems. We often drive ourselves crazy trying to predict what will happen. And most of the time we're wrong. (laughs) Plus I think it's a cool song. So there's that too. Number seven, mental hopscotch by missing persons. Number eight, raging river of fear by captain beyond. If you want to hear a not famous classic rock guitar riff that's a total heavy hidden gem, check this one out. Number nine, 
Confusion Wheel. This is a song that was released by Tom Petty after he had died. Um, it was from the Wildflowers studio sessions. And number 10, man, this song. On one listen, it may do absolutely nothing for you because it's a little out there. It may not work for you at all. But by three listens, it may be one of the most moving and honest songs you may ever experience. It's called Washing of the Water, and it's by Peter Gabriel. It's a real game changer. Again, you can find this really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast, Anxiety, have it your way. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you listening. Thanks for tuning in to Refresher. Before we close, have you heard of the Managing Expectations podcast? Well, if you haven't, you should go check it out on Spotify. Catch Jeff and Brian tackle the pop culture landscape. Again, they are the Managing Expectations podcast. It's a good listen. Uh, also, there is the 7208 podcast on Spotify, too where my son and I have teamed up for multi-generational pop culture blended to perfection. That is the 7208 podcast on Spotify. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. Until then, this is Chris Levine for Refresher the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care. Do yourself a favor and remember that there is a huge difference between worry and concern. See you next time.